Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show. As you all know, in the summertime, I have guests coming in from all the sports world. On the podcast is a longtime friend of mine. She's a former sports anchor at CTV Regina. She was a TSN intern. It's Bianca Millions. Bianca, how are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks, Avery, for having me. Good. So, question for you. Why did you agree to come to my house to do this podcast? Why did you agree to do this podcast? Well, you're <laughs> a good friend, so I couldn't say no. That's <laughs> uh, That's why so I mentioned I've known you for quite some time. Actually, I've known your family before I met you. Mm-hmm. I went to school with your brother your high, in high school, and, but he's, he's married now. He's younger than me, which to me is yeah. still like, I feel really old. Same. That makes me feel yeah, old. Yeah, same. <laughs> Imagine my younger brother. Yeah. That's why I know you. You're a big sports fan. God, sorry, I didn't sports industry. I mentioned Nate and TSN. What made you want to really get into sports broadcasting? Well, I knew I wanted to be in TV. Um, Before I went to school for television broadcasting, Mm -hmm. I did a tour of CTV Edmonton. Nice. News was all right. It seemed okay. But the sports (laughs) guys all rolled in at like 10, 11. Mm -hmm. They were chill. They got to wear jeans. And I was like, these are my people. I've always been a sports fan. I love watching the game. I've never really played Anything. I was a figure skater, actually, a competitive figure skater. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm more into the hockey and the football now, but yeah, so sports just was the right direction at that point. That's awesome. So you go to Nate, and what do you think think about Nate's program? I mean, that's a program that's, you know, known Canada-wide. What do you think first Mm -hmm. day coming into that program back in, was it 2012, 2011, I believe? Oh, I think it was 2011, probably, when I went in, or maybe the beginning of 2012, I guess. Um, great program. Yeah, yeah, it definitely set me up for what I needed to do. It's I've never regretted it, that's for sure. <laughs> no, that's true. And that, that's a program where, you know, you do your first semester, it's not really much on-camera work, but second semester you're thrown in. It was like, you know, being thrown in and basically after, what, six months? Kind of, for me, it was like, oh, crap, here we go. We're really doing it now on a, t- on a platform like this. What looks like for you doing it on a platform like this where, you know, by end of your semester, you do the actual news broadcast that you're across the country within a year of being there. You know, it was, um, at the time, I think it probably seemed like a big deal and very exciting, <laughs> but looking back, it just seems like they know what they're doing. Like they've got it figured out, you know? Like, they know that you need the experience on camera and working the camera and editing and in this day and age in the media, like, you can't just be a one-trick pony. You need all those skills, so... No, exactly. They set you up very well for that. Yeah, it's so true. You go from Nate to Nate, actually, you anyone from TSN. I mean, what was, like being- what was that like that first day at TSN? Because for so many people in media, it's the pinnacle of Canadian sports. And when you get there, it's just, wow, moment. Well, I interned uh, in the TSN newsroom, in the mm-hmm. Sports Center newsroom. Um, so their interns, you write highlights. Like, right. you get you get a pack to write highlights on, and not just... 
again, just one for, put me a step further in front of the competition because I knew how to write highlights for the national mm-hmm. broadcasting. Um, it was great being surrounded, I mean, by people. You work in the very same newsroom that their anchors are in. It was great to be able to ask questions, to find out, you know, kind of which path I wanted to take, what was the best way to get there, and yeah, it was invaluable experience. Is there a story about that place, you know, a person wouldn't know about TSN, and they're like, wow, this happened, this is really cool, this, you know, this person was super cool. Um, I think probably just the (laughs) fact that the anchors are real people, you know, like they come in and they sit down and eat their lunch at their desk just like everybody else, and they're all just the nicest folks you'll find anywhere. I think that's, yeah, I think that's probably what people need to know about the TSN newsroom. It's kind of funny. They're not a bunch of big shots. No, because people think that, you know, yeah, you're on TSN, you're this hot shot. People don't realize, you know, you're just a real person. Like, exactly. don't realize, you know, they go home, they have homes, they have families like, like you and I. Yeah. They're not these robots just going to a closet after the sports is done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're sitting there, they're having fun, they're playing football in the parking lot before the show, like, they're, they're really cool people. That's yeah. awesome. I gotta ask you, how, in person, for those who don't know, how tall is Jay in person? Because when I first met him, I'm five foot six. He's intimidating man. Like, what was it like meeting Jay and Dan in person? For you know time? what? I only yes. met I only met Jay when I oh, was Jay. there. Okay. Yeah, they were gone. They had just left oh, when I started right. my internship. Yes, but Jay was left. there for an interview, and he's so tall and, and thin. <laughs> he's so thin. Yeah. Yeah, he's massive. That is funny. I know for TSN, that's an industry where it's so competitive. Like, what's it like being? I know. I'll be I'll be quite blunt. If you're not, it's an industry where if you're not a white straight male it's stuff to get into mm-hmm. and I sit here you know you're a woman I'm a minority it like, mm-hmm. was like breaking into the industry where you know the chances of getting into the industry are tougher if you're not you know that demographic of, you know a white male like it was like breaking in there getting in there getting a foot in the door in some way in TSN well I mean they do they have a, f- a few females working on the, ro- the row they call it where right. they write the highlights and stuff um, it is for the most part very male dominated yes. uh, it's it's a little t- it, it was a little <laughs> tough because you have to work a little harder. You mm-hmm. have to be credible all the time. You can't make mistakes. And, like, if you're a female, I'm speaking specifically to females now, if you're a female looking to get into sports, there are going to be rumors about you. You're going to hear that you yeah. did this with this person and or the, with this person, and you're not. It's just because you're one of the three girls that are there. So that was, I think, probably the toughest part, but you just keep your head up and keep going. Well, of course. You're seeing now mm-hmm. there is, what, about five, six anchors out of TSN, and there's a lot of women out of sports now. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's growing right now. You're seeing a lot more unique spaces between these channels now, which is great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think they're looking for more of that now. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people are starting to recognize that you can't just cater to the middle-aged white male it's true (laughs) i mean our society represents so much more than that and i think a lot of people are starting to realize that and i think that's awesome no it's very true you go from tsn you go from to regina now Mm -hmm. i've only only worked in a big market i've only worked in edmonton and toronto Mm -hmm. and you go to regina a market where in sports really the one thing that drives them is the rough riders yes and i know there is pro lacrosse there but that's still defined by the rough riders yeah what's like going to a market where that is the number one sporting thing in that entire province, and you're the main sports anchor. Like, what was that like? Just it, being immersed like, in it's that. It's fantastic. The fan passion that all of Saskatchewan has—not just the city of Regina, but all of Saskatchewan has—is just—it's incredible. Like, you—they want to know when a Rough Rider goes grocery shopping. Like, there's—you can do no wrong if you're reporting correctly on the Rough Riders, and it, yeah, it's awesome. I love that level of fan passion. Like, that's insane because I mentioned that it's—I mentioned it's a one pro sports team. Like. Was there any one day where you thought, like, wow, how can this entire province care about one team? Because in Alberta, we have some, there's some split between, of course, the Stampede and the Oilers. Mm-hmm. 
in BC. Not everybody's a Canucks fan. Ontario was scattered. Like, it was like just having entire problems with carrying, like, the one team because nowhere else in the country has that. I mean, there's, some, really, there's some break between that and other franchises. Yeah, you're right. Um, it really unites the province because it's not, I mean, the Saskatchewan is a little over a million people in the entire province. So mm-hmm. it really just brings everybody together. It's one big, small town. So I think that that's, um, yeah, again, I think that's just fantastic. Like, there's really no... There's rivalry, I guess, between more hockey teams. There's a lot of WHL there. Right, there is. But as far as football goes, you're a Riders fan. You know you wear your green on Rider game day, and that's just the way life is. That's true. And, of course, you came into a time where they're, they're transitioning. Um, the Chris Jones comes in, and you saw you saw the high of... You saw the excitement of Chris Jones, and you saw the absolute lows. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that like being... Going on TV every night when the Riders was getting pumped last year, when Chris Jones was doing everything from being head coach, president backup linebacker, like, what was it like going there? You know, this team was just struggling, couldn't do anything right last year. Well, luckily, I mean, luckily my job was to just impartially report the facts, <laughs> you know, not editorialize, not give my opinions. So that made it a lot easier just to, you know, sit on TV and say, okay, well, the Riders lost again, and just, you know, say what happened. I do remember their first first win that season, and it came after, I don't remember how many losses, but it was very late in the season. Mm-hmm. And normally, after... A game we would put together a pack just to recap use some you know interviews from the night before right. but that night we had so many interviews from the locker room of just elated Rough Rider players that we didn't even do a story I put together really? just three minutes of sound it was just players talking for three minutes because we had so much because everyone was so excited That's so funny. I mean there's that to be said for losing all season. The win feels really, really, really good. No, of course. Of course, I mentioned that, that in, in Saskatchewan, it's a huge junior market. You have about, I would say, about three or four WHL teams. One, two, three, four, Isn't five. Is that five? Yeah. Five teams. Like, what's like cover junior hockey? Because you win, you don't have pro hockey in that market. Because everywhere else in the country has some level of pro hockey except for Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. It was like covering those guys where they are the top guns in the, in the province. They have the province themselves. You know, the WHL, um, even when I was there, like the teams, the Regina Pass especially, just grew and grew in popularity. Um, Everybody's an NHL fan, everybody's got their NHL team, but in each community, people really support their WHL team. And um, I mean, you're watching the next generation of stars. These kids are the ones that are going to be drafted, they're going to spend a year or two in minors and then head to the NHL. So it's really neat to see them, and even in my time there, I got to see a couple go to... The big leagues, and that was very cool. Nice. Which guys? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> Braden Point yep. for Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. Brett Howden, I think, went to Tampa Bay Lightning, too. There That's was correct. Connor Ingram from Imperial. I think he's also Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning really well, loved their WHL players. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Klimchuk was with Calgary for a while. So, yeah, there's been there's been a few. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I know. I, I, I... What was it like going from Alberta to Saskatchewan and being an outsider there in Regina as a sports singer? Because I'm sure you got some heckling from Rough Rider fans when they knew you were an outsider. And The difference between Saskatchewan and Alberta is really not that great. And people were, again, Saskatchewan people are some of the just most friendly people out there. They're very accepting. Every now and then it's a, oh, you better not be an Eskimos fan. And I would hang my head and pretend to shame. But <laughs> other than that, it was, you know, it was a pretty easy transition. Really? That's, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah. Because I know that rivalry, you know, when... Edmonton does lose Saskatchewan. You, I hear about it. Mm-hmm. Especially the game last week when Saskatchewan dropped 54 on the Edmonton, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, it was big. 
Yeah, and I but I mean again, it's like usually all in good fun. That's they right. they heckle you to heckle you a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're in Saskatchewan, you're reporting on the riders, so they don't. No, that is very true. That's very true. I gotta ask you, know, you're a big CFL fan. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you Eskimos right now. What are your thoughts on this team right now? They're seven and seven and two. They're in the Western Division. What are your thoughts on this team next week, Labor Day Classic? I mean, that's a game where Edmonton hasn't won a Labor Day matchup since 2011. I think of, I'm, I'm I a bit mean, nervous. I'm a es- bit- <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're telling me after last week. Um, you know the Eskimos are a fantastic team this year. Injuries, though, are Jeez. kind of coming to bite them. So, I mean, they just signed a new kicker. Mm-hmm. I saw Chris Milo. Chris Milo, who is not new, actually, at all. Um, but, I mean, again, great team. Yeah. We'll just see if they can get past that injury bug because that's a hard thing to rally from and a it hard is. thing to regroup and kind of, I guess, when you've got a unit that works, figure out who to put in those injured positions to keep it working like that machine. That exactly, because, you know, I was, in, I, was, I was in Ottawa covering the game against Red Blacks, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing seeing this team, and literally, it's, it's the fourth-string squad, and Mike Riley, someone pulled out a win on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how they're doing it, but Jason Moss said it best, you know, it's next man up right now, they're just going to find a way yeah. to get it done. But now with Calgary, this is a team where if you're not on your best, they'll stomp you out by 45 points. Like exactly. We saw when Hamilton went to Calgary. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a debacle. Well, Hamilton. That's a, I don't know if they're your measuring stick for that, but. Jeez, a lot to yeah. do. I can ask you. Like, I mean, being a female sports player, going to Hamilton for a second here. I mean, that's a team where 0 and 8, and what else is go, could go wrong? Then they hire Art Bryles. I did a video on it last uh, a couple of days ago. I posted it on my YouTube channel. I thought it was pretty embarrassing. I thought it was insulting to a female fan base, mm-hmm. tire coach like that. And you were on Twitter. You, you spoke your mind as well, too, saying how I, disappointed in Hamilton. I was disappointed. I certainly tried to keep my mind to myself on Twitter. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a very dis- disappointing is, I think, probably the very basic word we can use for that. Um I'm not sure who thought that through or if anybody thought that through, but, I mean, in the end, this league did make the right decision. They said, you know what, we've heard enough outcry, obviously. It's It's just too bad that it took that much outcry to make the right decision. Yeah, of course. I thought it was interesting how apparently the CFL knew about it weeks ago and Mm -hmm. didn't step in then. Mm -hmm. To me... PR relations, why even allow a team to even make the hire, in my mind? If you know about it. Why even talk to the guy? I mean, you know who he is, you know... (laughs) You know, he's a well-known name now, and not for anything good. No. So why even, you know, why even take that step? I thought it was funny how Hamilton, they brought in our brows, and then they passed the Johnny Manziel due to red flags. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah, there's some... Really? <laughs> People need to take a couple looks in the mirror over there, I think. I don't know. Hopefully it just... <laughs> I... I don't get that. That to me, you know, I don't wish a team to do poorly, but Hamilton, in my mind, deserves to go 0 and 16 or 0 and 18. Yeah, after that, and defend. The thing, the thing was that they defended it at first. There was no, we'll review it. There was no, well, you know, keeping in mind the victims that this person has, you know, overlooked. Essentially, baffling. It was he's friends with the coach and he's a great guy. He deserves a second chance, and I just, I. I just, I'm at a loss for words at the whole situation. Like, the amount of facepalming I had to do, like, I reshot my video about five times because I, I, I don't curse on air. I curse a few times trying to, because I, I don't mm-hmm. curse in media. I mm-hmm. did because I was so angry about that, trying to find a way to do a punk video. Yeah. Like, it was maddening. It, ab- absolutely. It was infuriating. Just absolutely infuriating on so many levels. 
Yeah, I could go on about this for about an hour and a oh, half. Oh no, we don't, we don't have that kind no, of time. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, if you, if you ask you then, um, Great Cup, you have a prediction? Who's it making? So I think Edmonton will find. I think Edmonton will get it done. I think it'll be Edmonton. And I don't think Eastern team. I think it'll be Edmonton. I think it'll be Edmonton Winnipeg actually. I, I think Winnipeg be, crosses you know? over, goes yeah. to the east, and ends Winnipeg. I think I think someone beats Calgary. Someone knocks off Calgary somewhere. Yeah. I think. I mean, as an Eskimos fan, you you hope so. Yes, I'm. I mean, I'm going to say Edmonton. I have to yeah. say Edmonton. They're doing so well this year. Again, once they get a couple players back, they're good to go. They're fine. Um, I yeah, I don't know about that. Eastern Conference, though, it could be a Winnipeg crossover because yeah. I just don't see anybody in the East being up to that standard at this point. No, like, Toronto maybe, but I don't know. Like, that Eastern Division has been weak for a very long time, and mm-hmm. it kind of sucks because I've been to Argonaut games, and I've counted by hand 500 people. Wow. And they say there's 5,000 or 10,000. Oh, no. <laughs> just a little bit of fudging the numbers. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I know, I do want to switch to the NHL. I know you're a Oilers fans. So are we excited for the Oilers season now? This is the year where we made the playoffs finally. We're no longer the laughing yes, stock. exactly. And I, okay, so I was still in Regina all last yes. season, so I didn't get to see any of the games, but oh, I watched from afar, and oh, my poor little heart. <laughs> so they made it all the way to playoffs, but this season, I'm back, I'm here, I cannot wait to watch this team. They've locked up McDavid, they've locked up Dryside. Yes, they it's, And I, in my opinion, a little too much money, but neither here nor there, that's fine. Super excited to watch this team. Absolutely. Although I'm concerned about the goaltending because I have no beef with Aaron Bronsois, but I think you need a veteran backup behind Cam Talbot. Because I don't want his team to do what he did last year, play Talbot for 70 games and have him get burnt out most likely. Well, exactly. You can't play any player that much and expect them not to get both mentally and physically burnt out. Yeah. You can't. That's just not realistic. So I think you're I think you've got a good point there in the veteran goaltender. But are you gonna bring a veteran in, I guess, as a backup, a good one, a good enough one? That's a tough call to make. A good enough I I wanted Al Montoya to be the just like the stop gap until Bronson was ready. He didn't do that, but Bronson wasn't bad when he played, but you could see in my mind he needs a bit more time in the NHL Bakersfield. Mm. He's not ready to be an NHL backup just yet in my mind. Yeah. I could, yeah, I see your point, yeah. But, again, uh, what do you do? It's true. It's, I'm not the one making the decisions, no. unfortunately. <laughs> no, and you know, this team is built around um, Connor and uh, Dry. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. you got to pay these guys money, because they, they're both deserving that kind of money. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. yeah. I don't be for that kind of money, though. And, I, and you know, and I think Keith Patrick Morgan, he's a guy who I was such a big call in that first mm-hmm. line. I said I was on a, I was on a radio show in Toronto uh, when he was traded to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I said that was the best deal that was made at the deadline since Wayne Rosen came in. Yeah. And twenty goal season last year, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. You know, Plus, he seems like a great guy. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, honestly, he doesn't play school, but that's yeah. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, that was a run where I was I was here and I was in Toronto, and it was interesting because. It was the first time in a very long time I've been around playoffs in both cities at the same time. And Leaf fans, uh, Maple Leaf, you know Wayne Gretzky's restaurant in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's funny, the minute the Leafs were out of the playoffs, it was taken over by Edmontonians. Well, I mean, of course, where else over. Because <laughs> like, I was trying to search all playoffs long, where can I find a place to watch Oilers games? Mm-hmm. And like, it'd be like a light bulb. Hey, dummy, Wayne Gretzky's restaurant, go there. Yeah. And literally all Oilers fans, the entire playoff run. Well, I mean, where else are you going to go to watch the Oilers in Toronto? Exactly. Yeah, the greatest one of all time. Yeah. It was yeah. funny, though, because they didn't promote it. They promoted all the Leaf games in Toronto, but not the, the Oilers games at a Gretzky's restaurant. Well, I mean, yeah. I know Toronto, but he was never a Leaf. 
Like, yes, that's, that's true, yes. I guess he's probably not the one making the decisions there. No, though. no. <laughs> as far as advertising goes. No, that is true. I mean, and the other prediction maybe, you know, I, I think I think this team can get past the second round. Because they are wrong in my mind. I don't know if you felt about that playoff series against Adam. Oh, oh, don't that. even, again, you know, don't get me started. That game, the again, docks. You know, I wasn't able to watch a game against Anaheim where they blew a 3 nothing lead. A friend of mine was telling me the score. He told me, oh, it's our 3 nothing." I go, yes. I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to win game six, or yeah, win game five, win the game six, face National Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I go to the bathroom. I come out of the bathroom, Bianca. Literally, my friend tells me, tie game. What no. Mean, what do you mean, tie game? No. He goes, he goes no, tie <laughs> game. Go, stop, stop messing with me. He goes, check your phone. I check the score app. I see... 3-3. Three, three. Duck scored three times in three minutes. Like, you joking me? That's <laughs> like, painful. That is painful. Like, I, I couldn't watch the whole game until I got back to my apartment in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I saw, the OT, I saw the OT winner of Ryan and the Kessler grabbing the pad. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just... That's when I knew officiating was broken in the hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, you've probably seen officiating all year has been the biggest issue in the NHL. It's been... It's, it's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's not great. <laughs> no. No, it is by far the biggest, the biggest anomaly. But hey, it'll be great to see his team back in the playoffs again. And I think eventually it'll be we'll win a cup. I think within three years. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I totally, totally agree. We've had two. We've, I think we've done our time. Agree. I think <laughs> it's time we have. for our good Oiler karma to just come around to us faithful fans who never broke any ankles jumping off the bandwagon for ten years. It's our time. I just, I, I just love the salt of the East, though. Who say you don't deserve McDavid? You don't deserve. It was, it was, you don't deserve him. Or the league fixed the lottery. Yeah, that's... I, you know, again, <laughs> we have him. It doesn't matter now. Exactly. He's ours. Back off. Exactly. That's, that's all. I guess, are you planning to go to Vegas for any games? Like Golden Knights? You, think you know, I've never been to Vegas, so I guess really? maybe now's the time. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I keep, keep missing the boat. <laughs> <laughs> keep missing the plane. Um, yeah, no, I think if there's an excuse to go to Vegas... Not that you need an excuse to go to Vegas, but this is it. It's to watch hockey. No, I'm going for sure. I know a lot of, I mean, guys who are planning boys trips, and I keep trying to invite myself, but I'm not a boy. So, so you, far, you come, so far, no, why not? Okay, perfect. Boys and Bianca trip <laughs> to Vegas. No, I'm excited. Like, that's a market where I was down there for a press conference, and they're actually embracing hockey. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, yeah. Yeah. They I seem mean, really excited. They seem, like, a, there's a lot of hype around it, which yeah. is awesome to see, because, you know... Hit and miss. I mean, I guess. you know, good on the NHL for being the first pro league in uh, an, an American market, mm-hmm. a lot like Vegas. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, it was. I think I think it was a good move, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to draw in a lot of people, especially from Canada who are going to Vegas anyway. Oh, absolutely! You're going to have a lot. We of now people. have one more excuse. You have a lot of Vancouver people, Calgary people, Edmonton people, mm-hmm. even people who live there already. A lot of Canadians live in, live in Nevada or yeah. going to live in Arizona, going to drive across the border for games. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna do well. I think so. I think it was a good move. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and of course, since we were we were people who lived in Toronto during when the Blue Jays were doing well. Like I asked you about the Jays. Like I, I was been like watching this team for you. I mean, this is a team where I I high hopes for them. Start of the year, mm-hmm. back to the playoffs, plus a giant fart of a year. Like, you know <laughs> what? I'm, this is gonna be terrible. I'm gonna get backlash from this. I'm not a Jays fan. Really? I know they're Canada's I team. You were, actually, no, no, I know they're Canada's team, really? but I'm just Red Sox. Oh, wow! I'm from Boston. I want to hear this. You know, it just seems like, I mean, as a Canadian, how do you really pick an American team? But you know, Boston's just a really fantastic sports city. Um, the Red Sox have 
just loads of history. It's true. Just such an iconic team that, how do you not? Plus, my parents brought me back a hat, so <laughs> now I'm a fan. It's <laughs> just the way it is. Not to say that I don't like the Jays, yeah. but I don't watch the Jays, but if I'm rooting for a team, it's... Not the James. That's funny. Please, like, nobody find me. That's hilarious. Like it, it's such a, it's such a. In Canada, if you say not a Jays fan, it's like you've just spat on the flag in a way to some yeah. people, which I think is kind of silly. You don't have to be a Blue Jays fan. You from Canada. And I mean, if the Blue Jays were doing particularly well, fine. They did. I mean, they did that one playoff run that was amazing. Mm. So fun to watch. Yeah. So so awesome. So great. But like, are they? I don't know. They're not. They're just, they're just not my team. <laughs> I just yeah. don't feel a connection with the Blue Jays. No, fair enough. Call me crazy. It's actually funny, because out in BC, actually, there's more Mariner fans than Blue Jay fans. Well, I mean, they're closer to that, right? So yeah. It makes sense. Just because they're Canada's team doesn't mean they have to be your team. So don't feel bad, people out there who are not Blue Jays fans. You're like, with me. That is hilarious, though, the Red Sox. Like, there's a couple of you guys out here in, in Alberta. There are a few Red Sox yeah. fans that have been ducking around here. Gotta find the rest of them. But that's that's hilarious. The Boston Red Sox. Well, like they're they're top. I'm sure you're happy. They're top of the AL East. I'm sure you're happy they're gonna probably be in the World Series. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be nice. Exactly. I'd be a fan of that. Gee, that's, that's <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 I can have sworn you were a Jays fan for some reason. I don't no, know why. I, I mean, I'm not like I said. I don't dislike mm. them. They're just not my number one. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'd, I'd like to stay in TV, um, in sports. Obviously, right. I think it's just a matter of in this industry timing, yeah. you know, like you gotta be the right person for the right job at the right time. So whenever that happens, it happens and whatever it looks like, it looks like I'm pretty open-minded about it. That's true because it is tough because this is an industry where there's some, like layoffs are such a huge thing right now. Mm-hmm. I look at the markets in Edmonton and Calgary, Vancouver, they, they go into sports departments entirely. I don't know how you can do that, especially in these markets where you dump your sports department because it may not hurt the Oilers, What's going to hurt like, the Empton prospects mm-hmm. or the U of A or Nate? Exactly. Hurt them. The up and coming teams, the university teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, like, it was something nice to see. It was, it was bad enough when, of course, you know, the small markets, like, you know, Sudbury, Ontario, and I guess Ottawa's smaller, but when you have these major markets cutting sports departments, it's not mm-hmm. a good sign. No, it's not. Local sports, the landscape of local sports is changing dramatically, Mm -hmm. where there's just not much of a need for it anymore with the big stations like TSN and Sportsnet. Exactly. Um, It's going to be tougher for people to get the work experience in to make it to a major market like that when there's nowhere to start. Yeah, because when we were at Nate, they were they were um, hammering, you know, go to a small market, Mm -hmm. work, you know, be it in TV or radio. Work, you know, the weekend shifts if you're on TV, mm-hmm. do the graveyard shifts in radio, but mm-hmm. these no longer exist anymore. Exactly. Like, they've gotten gotten rid of your late night and weekend sports, so where where are you meant to start? It's true. You know? So, I feel like, like luckily, I had my three and a half years in Regina. It was a great work experience, great amount of time there. I loved my time there, and I'm so thankful that I got it in before they went and cut everything <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In this day, no. where you would start? I think it's online now. I think it's mainly all you're seeing now. A lot of channels are doing online content. You're seeing Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter launch your own sports show. Yeah. And Facebook is launch your own sports channel. That's where I think it's going to be going to now. Yeah, I agree with that. At the same time, though, where do you get your, especially for TV, mm-hmm. your professional on-air experience? Because when you're on a camera, your delivery is so important. Exactly. And if you're not getting that experience again in a professional environment. You're kind of just relying on your own, you know, oh, it's I look true. good today, and 
that's good enough for me. So yeah, no, yeah. it's a it's a good point. Yeah, no, I don't know what's gonna happen now, and it's it's concerning. Even in the states now, even in America, mm-hmm. you've seen these channels coming back, and that was supposed to be like the promised land everybody go to. Mm-hmm. But when ESPN or TS or ESPN Fox is going the way of massive layoffs, like mm-hmm. it's a troubling industry right now. It is, yeah, and I think, but I think media has always kind of been a tough industry to be in because it's forever changing. You have to change with technology. You have to change with the times. So. I don't think there will ever be a time in media where things are just stable forever. No. Because that's just not the way of the world. Well, it's not 30 years ago where it was stable. Everyone was making money out of their fists like 50 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even I mean, even then it was changing, right? From no, newspaper to radio to television to, these, again, these huge shows on these massive networks. It's always changing. So, Becca, I want to ask you some pretty funny questions before you go. I want to ask you in the industry. Some dreams, aspirations, maybe in... A dream interview. It could be sports. Could not be sports. Like who's someone you really, really want to get one day in this industry? You know. Okay. You know what? When I was <laughs> when I was little, my favorite oiler was not Wayne Gretzky. It was Doug Waite. And uh, I have heard lo- from so many people that he is just the nicest guy. And I have to interview him someday. I've got to do it because I, I did once. You did. Yeah, don't serious. tell me about it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want you to ruin this. <laughs> anyway, I've heard nothing but great things, and I just I think that would, I. That's I don't get nervous. I think that's one I would be very nervous oh, for. Wow. Yeah. Like who? Like for those who don't know, who've been some names you've interviewed before? Maybe in Saskatchewan, who've been some names you've interviewed? Because I'm sure some names people will be like, "Wow, she interviewed uh, inserts." Like I think sure God, I think probably yeah. my favorite my favorite interview was Lanny McDonald for okay. Calgary Flame. Just still rocking that mustache. <laughs> the nicest guy. The biggest hands. He's got massive hands. Oh, jeez. Uh, he was he was incredible. He was so nice. I mean, a lot of the NHL players come back, so there like there was Jordan Eberle, of, um, course, of yeah. course from Regina. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to. I don't even Jose Canseco. That was one. He was a character. He I came in and he had him. he had den, like denim jeans on, but they had flames up the sides, and yeah, he was a character. Oh. That was a cool one. Um, yeah, what's your story about? Jose? <laughs> Tell me about Jose. <laughs> oh, when I used to cover in the, when we had in the Capitals here, I used to cover the Capitals. I did them for covering them for two years, and I was supposed to interview him when he was playing for I think Rio Grande, one of those teams he managed and played mm-hmm. for. And I and the, their PR guy didn't come. It was it was Emmett's PR guy handling both interview duties for both teams. Mm-hmm. So I so I asked him, who do you want to talk to? I asked him, Jose Canseco kind of obvious he's the one guy I wanted to chat with that day mm-hmm. he said sure when the games of the world grab you Jose um, the Capitals are up about I think like 11 to 5 and then rainstorm comes in rain's heavy rain won't stop and then we call the game finals after 6 innings Kinsinger comes out to the mound starts pacing around and I see him pumping his fist in the air slamming a bat down he was cursing at the rain on the mound saying on the mound yelling I'm not shocked. Like, oh, <laughs> what? I I did not think what I was watching was real life. This is mm-hmm. a grown 48 year old man swearing at the rain for for calling off this game. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a passionate one. Is what I'll leave that out. <laughs> yeah, he was an inter- interesting interview, interesting yeah. character that one. Unfortunately, the interview did not happen because I was I don't know if it, I didn't think he'd be in a good mood to talk, or I was just too creeped out by that because it was such a strange moment. Yeah, that would be... Again, I'm not surprised. I probably would have handled it the same way. Just, you know, I'll pass on this. It can't be anybody else. 
Oh my goodness, is there like another question for you? Is, is there a sporting event you would want to cover, like say, that you really would love to cover, be it, you know, maybe cup finals, I don't know, the Masters, World Series, Super Bowl? Oh Things boy, like... Super Bowl, but yeah. only if the Green Bay Packers are in it. Oh, you're a Packers fan? Oh, I'm a Packers, right. oh, I'm a Packers right. fan. <laughs> Same here. Good. We have one more I thing in common. you're a Packers fan. I'm a Packers oh, fan. Cool. I think that would, be the, that would be the dream, covering the Super Bowl while the Packers won it. That would be Maybe. pretty much the ultimate, I think. Besides maybe Oilers Stanley Cup. That would be that would be awesome too. Hey, Green Bay, if, if they can get past the NC title game for once and not choke, because mm-hmm. uh, it would be nice. I'm sure you watched last year where they just I got did. Hammered I by nearly cried. You can ask the fans I, I was with. <laughs> I, I felt like drop kicking this table. I took my feelings out on some adult beverages. It was fine. <laughs> no, I, I, it still wasn't as bad as when we lost to Seattle. Yeah. Um <laughs> And I just, well, <laughs> they're just so good, but then when it matters, <laughs> you're just heartbroken. This is, again, kind of like the Oilers. There's so much hope, and then you're like, but why are you doing this to me? See, the Oilers haven't lost in a, in a conference finals in a very long time. True. Green Bay always gets to the NFC title game and then blows it. Yeah, so maybe this year is the year. I don't know, it's just starting out, but... Hey, I just, hey, I just know that... One of my colleagues, one a guy you know, Matt Ingalls, is a New England fan. And mm-hmm. I just know when we're going to eventually come crashing into a Green Bay New England Super Bowl and the world's going to end. The world will end <laughs> that day. You're right. With a Brady versus Rogers Super Bowl. Yep. That would be too much for everybody to handle. I don't, I don't actually even know how I would watch that. I don't think I could watch that game. I think I'd be done with football. <laughs> well, I just know Green Bay loses. Matt, they're going to leave me alone for the next 40 years of my life. That does sound like Matt, yeah. <laughs> Hey, but hey, you know New England? I, I I gotta admit, I picked New England to win last year because I wanted Roger Goodell to catch the L. I never yeah, want Roger Goodell right. to have any happiness in after last a year. very petty, spiteful way of thinking. Like, I'm you're not right. I'm not a New England person, but I wanted to see Goodell egg in his face. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> nice. I'm also not a New England person, but yeah, he deserved it. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. And is there? This is more of a media question, but is there a market you'd like to work in one day? It could be any market. It could be a North American market. It could be Canada. It could be European. It could be overseas. Because there's so many sports markets out there that people they, they, they want to work in. You know, they want to work in Toronto or LA or maybe there's one market you know you'd want to work mm-hmm. in. Them. We don't think of a market people would want to work in. Maybe. Uh, you know what? I think the dream for me would be doing NFL sidelines. Nice. I, you know, traveling around a little more. Maybe not specific in one place every single time I think that would be really cool I think that would be the ultimate um yeah that would be neat it's not like hosting is great I like hosting um I don't like doing just hosting though I like the Mm. reporting side I like I love the interviewing side of things so I think that would be pretty much the ideal ideal position for me like that, that's a tough job, though. Being a satellite reporter is incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen the word that goes into that, so the fact you want to do that, hey, you want, that's impressive. Yeah, it's a challenge. So maybe someday, I don't know. Maybe someday, you never know. That call could come tomorrow, you don't know. You don't know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that is... That is really that is wow, silent reporting. I've, you know, I've, I did it before for hockey. Mm-hmm. And you know, it like I said, it's a tough job. Football, not much football, did more commentary for football. But yeah, mm-hmm. silent reporting for football is you have to you have to try and get a hold of not just the coach, the trainers, trying to get updates. Like that is I applaud anyone I applaud anyone who's, who does it on either Fox, CBS, I applaud anyone who mm-hmm. does it. Absolutely, yeah, and you gotta be on your feet. Like you have to think of those questions immediately and you gotta be able to react to whatever those players throw at you. Because the, there are characters yeah. out there, obviously. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's a tough job, and I, again, commend anybody who does it successfully. And unlike, you know, an anchor or a play-by-play guy or a color commentator, you have no teleprompter. Mm -hmm. You have no real script. Exactly, yeah. You're going on the fly. Jeez. Yeah. No, I gotta give props to Aaron Andrews, props to Matt Chinetti, props to anyone who does that Mm -hmm. in in both sports leagues. Yeah. Before I let you go, where can people find you on Twitter, Facebook, I don't know, MySpace, you still have a MySpace account. Please never look up my MySpace. (laughs) I don't know how to delete it. Are you joking or are you serious? I've tried. I forgot my password, so I'm pretty sure I still have a MySpace account out there. I could never get one. I wasn't allowed on. Oh my goodness. It it never let me actually do it, a MySpace account. Well, be thankful, because you can never delete them, turns out. (laughs) Turns out you are stuck in the MySpace world forever. Don't do it. Oh my gosh. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are all just Bianca Millions, first name, last name. Oh, I think Twitter has an underscore in there now. How many more are there out there in the world, Bianca? Bianca Millions? Well, this is a story. There's one. Really? Um, she actually stole my name. She's oh. in the adult entertainment industry. Oh. Um, yeah. Somebody oh. was looking for me and found me and then said, you know, there's Mother Bianca Millions. And I said, no, hmm. I don't. I don't think so. So I actually found her and I messaged her and I was like, hey, where'd you get that cool name? And she was like, oh, I actually found you. I thought it sounded sophisticated. So I took it as my stage name and I said, oh, okay. So somewhere out there, a woman in the... Adult film industry is using your name. Yeah, so if you Google me, <laughs> it's not me. Whoa. If the link pops up, that is not uh, me. I would advise put a safe search on there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it's, yeah, exactly. So anyway, those are my social medias. I am the one with all the blonde hair. Gosh, and, and a horse. You live in your house, right? You have a horse as well? I do, yeah. I have a horse. He's you know, my son. That's when most people have pets. You know, we don't usually have horses around as pets. I know, I know. Have, my brother unique. and sister both have dogs and, and cats, and I've got a horse. Yeah, <laughs> go big or go home. Be, go big, literally. <laughs> Gosh, well, Bianca's been blocking me on Avery's sports. you got to do it again sometime. Absolutely, Thank you yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Avery. Of course.